And we're back in Superflex City, back in the commissioner's office, back here with Dynasty Outhouse, Russ Fisher. I'm Superflex Dude, John Hogue. And we're getting damn close to the end of this thing, Russ. We're getting really close to the end of the, the pursuit of the sweet spot. I think we've just about found it at this yeah, point. But again, it's probably I think we have to do this and then we have to do one more after it. But I'm telling you, we could stretch this out for another month. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> I mean, we just did it. We just did it again. Like we went we went almost a month without a recording. And now, uh, yeah, we've we've got in theory two more episodes left. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can, we can make it take as long as we need to. Apparently <laughs> that might be the thing that we're the best at <laughs> stretching this thing out uh to uh to cover is i think that we just don't want it to end maybe that's it i enjoy every time i get to sit here during lunch and just stare at your face sometimes like i'm not (laughs) even listening when you talk i'm just sort of looking into those (laughs) just getting lost in my eyes (laughs) uh man okay well on that note (laughs) (laughs) Look, don't be ashamed. You're my sweet spot, John. Just you know, <laughs> accept it, acknowledge it, let it go. <laughs> You're my sweet spot too, buddy. There's there's Aww. just no denying it. That's that's <laughs> that's what this was all about. Uh it like we we kind of made it seem like we're somehow giving some kind of 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 actionable advice on how to set up a league and at the end of the day it was just it was really just kind of the next step in a bromance that's been (laughs) (laughs) brewing for years baby brewing for years yeah (laughs) but but yeah so on that note uh let's uh let's let's uh, you know, feign some kind of interest in uh, in helping people. <laughs> if we have to. <laughs> <laughs> Act like we actually know something other than that we just want to sit here and stare at each other. Um, and uh, uh, let's talk about setting up rookie drafts. I mean, oh, we've yeah. talked about a lot of the nuts and bolts of it because it just kind of comes up, you know, organically in a lot of the episodes we've already done. Yep. You know, we've we've talked about how to determine draft order. Um, you know, we've we've talked about things like, uh, you know, compensatory picks and, you know, things like that. Um, so there's there's man, there's not a ton here, but there's some stuff that we haven't got to. And I mean, I guess we could probably kind of refresh some memories on on some of this stuff, too. So. Because you know, look at it this way, it's been like four months since we put out that tanking episode, and that's where a lot of this stuff came up. So, yeah. I mean, we could have a little bit of our arguments for each of them again, but at least we don't have to go full on into everything we feel, because at this point, that would take another hour and a half. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're going to take an hour and a half either way, so we might as yeah, well. It just sort of works that way, yeah. Yeah, so we might as well try and spend it on something new. But let's let's just start with just you know starting with determining that draft order like i said i mean we've we've really kind of got into that as far as you know reverse standings and stuff but that's that's primarily for the teams that miss the playoffs like that's you know kind of an easy way to do it i don't remember if we've talked very much about this but what about those teams that actually get into the playoffs is are you still going off a regular season standings are you going off of playoff finishes and there is there an argument for doing it the other way well first real quick i want to just run down i know we talked about it before but it's nice to keep this encapsulated as the rookie draft episode so for non-playoff teams the what the ways we have written down are reverse standings reverse potential points which is your best ball score for the entire season reverse which we we both hate (laughs) which we both hate yes reverse all play which is every week your score versus the rest of the league's score so every week you will be one of 11 you know a total of 11 games sort of and so it'll just be a very broad picture of you versus the rest of the league and then there's weighted lottery which is like the, how the NBA does it, you know, ping pong balls in a, in a bingo thing where the worse your finish, the more 
names in the hat because I just didn't want to say balls in the cage because that is just <laughs> weird sounding. But I said it out loud anyway. But here we are. Uh, so, a, yeah, so weighted lottery. Just a different vibe to this episode, man. I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. <laughs> just let it keep going. Just let's just keep going. <laughs> let it happen. Uh, yep. Uh, so weighted lottery was something I liked doing until I stopped and thought about it. And mm. I hate it. To me, it's still just reverse standings. It's everything that you need it to be. The worst teams get the better players. It, you know, you've dealt with your tanking rules in different places. But again, this is not an argument we're going to get back into. I just wanted to reiterate the ideas of what we were, how to get the non-playoff teams into the rookie draft. Mm. Here are the playoff teams. This is the easiest way that I do. This is the way I do it. This is, to me, the easiest way. And it's just reverse finish of playoffs. Uh, when you put players into the playoffs, they're seeded best to worst, one, two, three, four, five, six, or however many numbers you have. And as teams get eliminated, the first two teams that get eliminated, let's say it's the five and the six seed, the six would get the earlier pick than the fifth. I mean, but let's say it was the six seed and the three seed that gets eliminated. Then the six seed gets the earlier pick and then the three seed gets after. So every team that gets eliminated, the lower seed that gets put in gets the earlier pick because while they finished in the same round, I guess they got kicked out of mm -hmm. still the worst team should get the better pick. That's the word that, how did I forget the word pick? Uh, I have heard people doing it on uh, average points in the playoffs instead of seeding. Eh, like really like two weeks, you're going to base a pick off of. I wasn't like people wanted to make it more weighted on since they made the playoffs. And that's why they're in the later portion of the draft. They wanted to make it more based on their playoffs hmm. and i'm like okay that's cool i get that i don't like it but i get it that's fine yeah. but that's why we're here we're just here to throw out ideas but when it comes to using the complete reverse seating when you get to one two three four i my leagues at least they have a third place game so it doesn't matter seeding there, just whoever wins that third place game, whoever loses that third place game gets, you know, the four and the three seed that that gets reassigned at the end. And then championship champion, I should say, gets the last pick and this runner up gets the pick before. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. That's really how to me, it's the easiest to me. It makes the most sense. And that's what I do in all of my leagues. Yeah, that that's that's really kind of the standard. And when we're talking about sweet spot, I mean, you know, that's that's really kind of the the easiest the the you know the system that kind of makes the most sense because you know it really kind of it. I mean, it combines the two. It combines season long and where you at right now. What I will mm -hmm. say is, I, like, I kind of like the average points thing just because you know it focuses a little bit more on you know, where you're at right now, because like, you know, the, the six seed could lose to the, to the one seed in the second round, you know, by a score of like 170 to 168. And then, you know, the four seed loses to the two seed, you know, like a hundred to, you know, to 58, something yeah. like that. And it's like the four seed still gets the later pick, even though like, clearly like the six seed was it like at this moment is clearly the better, the better team. team, you know, significantly better. Yeah. The, so. the way it was explained to me and the reason that it sounded justified is we put a line in the sand at some point where it says you did not make the playoffs. This is you get, this is, these are your picks, but you did make the playoffs. Now you're all on even footing. Yeah. It is what it comes down to. And so you're starting again at zero and how else could you really do that? So the first two teams eliminated, it's your score, right? Whoever scores the least amount of points gets the earlier pick. And then you don't want to base it off of one week again, because that's, we're not going back to zero every single, you know, 
every single game, every single week, every single round, however you want to word it. So and that second week, you have to do average because if what happens if the fifth, you know, the person who won the first game loses in the second, but then one of the people that got the buy lose. It's not just that one game for that worst team. They have a chance where if they just had a bad game, their average can push up their score and maybe they get the they end up with the worst pick, I guess I should say. So I guess it's not a good thing when that happens, but it's still something that should be taken into account because you picked your time to line in the sand and say, you guys are the good teams. You guys are getting the later picks. And again, it's cool. It was something new. I'd never heard of it. I think I, heard, I think it was just last year. Someone told me about this and I was just like, all right, cool. I don't like it, but you know, it works and I'm glad I'm not in that league, but as long as you know what it is going in then that's, that's all that matters. Yeah, totally. So in the, in the super show vampire league, uh, we have what's called the tournament of darkness. It's, it's the all six vampires in a, a six team tournament. And um, you know, so and and kind of what we're playing for besides bragging rights i mean it's you know it's six podcasts six like group it's a group of friends like it, it you know being able to to you know brag that you know the trade addicts podcast beat trades hq podcast is mm-hmm. like kind of cool you know but the other thing that we're kind of playing for is uh the the vampire that wins the tournament their division because we so we rotate vampires every year so that you don't have the same vampire every single season um, for a variety of reasons, you know. But uh, the the vampire that wins the tournament of darkness, their division gets to pick their next vampire first, and we kind of go in reverse order. So you know, whoever loses the championship, they get their division gets to pick second, and so on all the way through. And so we have to have all the vampires play all the way through the tournament because we need to, to determine first, third and fifth place. You know, we need, Mm -hmm. we need all, all six of them in order. So we know what order the divisions are going to choose their vampires. I don't know why the hell we don't just do that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I, I mean, everybody gets to play an extra game or two, you know, like you get to keep playing, you get to continue the season like why not just use that what's what what would be the argument against doing that i guess you mean for the non playoff teams or for yeah, everyone or for, for the for the playoff team specifically i i think non playoff teams you you probably just i mean you can do that consolation bracket i just uh i i don't know if i would want to muddy the waters with that okay but like but yeah for the playoff teams you know, you get eliminated in the first round. Why not still move on to the second round? But you're still trying to play for. I mean, I guess the argument would be there's no incentive to win. <laughs> You'd have to ha- like if you want to keep it going like that, you have to do a playoff payout. You know, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's not something you could really do for the rookie draft unless. Yeah, you're just so many consolation, you know, because. We talked about in the toilet bowl, you do the 113 if you want to do the 114 and give it. But I mean, you're just rewarding good teams at that point. And that's not really not really the goal of rookie drafts. Or, right. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't or maybe I mean, if you give them the 213, that's not really the biggest deal, but it's still something. You know, it's something that the sixth seed who just snuck in gets eliminated the first round. Maybe they still get something. Yeah, it's the two thirds at this point. We would really be considered like the three oh two isn't really the biggest pick in the world. But again, it's just something fun to play for, even if you do get eliminated. So, yeah, there's cool stuff like that you could do. Yeah, you'd have to track that yourself, which is a little bit of commission work, just because I don't think that's something you could do on the site. Like you do it on a Google sheet, right? Uh, Yeah. Yep. So if you're, you know, if you're only running a couple of leagues and you have the time and energy to go and put that together, which it isn't a lot you just you know write down the team names in seed order and then you just copy and paste their totals into the sheet and you could just figure it out for yourself that's not super hard but it is you know we always get the question how do you make this league more active how do you get people to pay attention doing stuff like this is how you make leagues more active Mm -hmm. when you have a reason to pay attention or at least a reason where you could make fun of people who don't more often 
you know, it's going to create more activity. It's going to be at least create more activity in the league chat, right? You know, even if someone whose team sucks but made the playoffs and they're just angry they lost and okay, that sucks for them that they're not even going to try. That That's one less team I have to worry about for me winning. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I guess it doesn't really work too well for, for rookie drafts. Like, but there's we, definitely consolation stuff you can do for it. Yeah, like that. If you want, like, if you want to do the two thirteen, that is a rookie draft consolation. So that does kind of fit. But yeah. chances are, you want to do like an extra twenty bucks. <laughs> you know, you want to do a little bit of an extra payout for it. But that is a cool thing we didn't talk about during the playoffs. Well, during the payouts episode. So yeah, you know, a little bit of a throwback, but it works. Yeah, yeah, it it, it somewhat fits. But yeah, I mean, like if you talk about doing it for the consolation for the non-playoff teams, like that's where it very obviously kind of falls apart in terms of determining, you know, rookie order. So um, because then, I mean, you've got the team that just kind of tanked through the regular season, gets the lowest seed, and now just kind of running through everyone to get the one-on-one. It's like eh, kind of the, you know, the best non-playoff team just got the best rookie pick. So and that's not what we want. That's oh, yeah, certainly not a sweet not. spot. Like you can do that. It's it's we're not going to sign off on that. Yeah, but no. you can anything do where a, especially a playoff team or the six, the five or six seed or whatever. Yeah, six seed because no, hold on, seven yeah. seed. Man, I went the wrong way. Oh man, I need <laughs> coffee. Like in a league where the seven seed can get the one one is just it. That's why, again, why I hate the weighted lottery. Like I've seen it happen where the person who came in last place who had ex literally exponentially more names in the hat than anyone else got the one Oh six. And I think it was the third to last place got the one one. Like it wasn't even the second most names. Like it's just, ugh, I hate mm-hmm. it. It's just, it should be cut and dry. It should be straightforward. It's yeah we leave enough to chance during the season. Why leave it even more chance by adding a lottery to it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it really just needs to be for the non-playoff teams. I mean, do a, do a consolation bracket for whatever, go ahead and do yeah. that, you know, for like one thirteen or something like that. Two thirteen, just 20 bucks, yeah, half yeah. your buy-in or something like that. Yeah. That's, that, that's what I've decided. I've been doing that a lot when I've been looking at my payouts or when I've been, unfortunately never ending, creating more leagues. Um, <laughs> my payouts have seemed to fall into third place, gets their money back. Mm-hmm. And then I figure out second and first from there. But I always do like to try and give someone some sort of consolation money where, most of my leagues are $42. I give someone $21 for something just because first of all, it's incentive to come back, right? Like you're like, you're oh, half well, body in ha- already. I, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I got half the body. And especially because again, like we talked about it in the payouts episode. Hey man, do you want me to send you the 21 bucks? You want to just hold it out till next year? And then that's probably like, well, it's only 21 bucks. What am I going to do with that? Just hold it till next year. And you know, you got a guy coming back. Yeah. You know, so it's another <laughs> strategy to keep people in, which is another something I mean, it's something we have to worry about in Dynasty Leagues because we want the same people coming back. And if it's someone who at least tried to win something by winning whatever it was that gave them this $21, that means they're going to try next year and you just ensured that they're coming back. You didn't give them that time in the offseason where they're just like, eh, I, don't know. <laughs> I kind of wanted to cut some leagues. Well, I got that 21 bucks. I'm not going to cut that league. I already got half the money. You know, it's easy. I'm just going to take that. So yeah. it, it's I know we're like veering away from rookie drafts a bit, but, you know, these are good ideas. So I don't want to just drop them. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I mean, I think that it's a it's a kind of important point for commission. I like to pay out as many spots as I can, you know, yeah. and I like to do the full buy in for uh, for, you know, for a couple people like, you know, whoever wins that consolation bracket among the non playoff teams. Like I like to do the full buy in just because. You know, like you said, I mean, now you've got more people invested in coming back. The other thing mm-hmm. for me, though, is I don't want to deal with a ton of money like the, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I start thinking about some of these leagues that have revolving pots. And I'm just like, man, like if nobody wins that thing, you're holding like, on to thousands yeah, of dollars like, what for are you one league. Do? 
What are you going to do? Put that into escrow? Like, what the, the hell? You, no, screw that. Put that in a CD, start with like an yeah. IRA, start getting some interest, baby. You know, yeah. let that let that, let that uh, revolving pop work for you. <laughs> All of a sudden, your dynasty league has to register as an S Corp. It's just like, man, what a pain in the ass. Like, that just, it just, like, it gives me a nervous facial twitch just thinking about that. So I'm just super like, flex, super show LLC, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah i i don't know it just it, it, like having having to just kind of have that amount of money and like just you know just just kind of deal with it i i just don't like to do it. i like i like when we can just really liquidate everything and you know just kind of it's 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 just kind of like it's like a bank we're just kind of backed by a note it, you know, <laughs> as much as possible that's what i want so um yeah I, I mean like it feels like there's really kind of two options there you know back to the original question and and it i i feel like you can do either either of them i think that they both kind of make some sense um you well, we got you, one more don't you rush out on us on this topic right now do we have another one? What else do we yeah. got? Well, this was uh, dreamed up by Aton Mosia in the Dynasty Diagnostic Championship League. Mm-hmm. Going to put it out there. I don't like it. <laughs> but <laughs> since it's an option that I know of, I want to say it out loud for everyone to hear. Um, in the Dynasty Diagnostic Championship League, a lot of the draft spots are determined by Man, I can't form a sentence right now. This is so bad. By reverse (laughs) potential points. Uh, And the way he has it, there is no line in the sand once you hit the playoffs. The way this works is the only two spots in the rookie draft order, you know right away at the end of the playoffs, champion gets the 12. These are 12 team leagues. Champion gets the 12. Second place gets the 11. The rest of the league is by potential points. So there are 10 people hmm. that make, and including teams that make the playoffs that are in contention for the one-on-one. Now, clearly chances are your awesome team that finished in third will have more potential points than most of the teams that missed the playoffs. I know we talked about this before. Again, I got a, I had a really weird team where I was insanely top heavy. I had a great starting lineup. I came in second place, so it didn't really matter. But if we went by reverse potential points, I would have gotten the 103 because I didn't have any random dudes on my bench go nuts. Like I scored my points and that's it. But usually everyone's potential points is higher than their real score because you set bad lineups or (laughs) me. I, I will absolutely say I set bad lineups or you just have that, you know, the freaking Dan Arnold, you know, like things like that kind of stuff happens. But when the team on your bench is just trash, 90% of your scores are your best ball scores, in which case it, it's not much higher than the points I put up. So again, it avoided, first of all, I would have been super pissed because I didn't have my first and I would have been really upset if someone else got to take advantage of this, but a team that came almost won the championship and came in second, you know, I would have came in third place, assuming this took place. And I got the, would have gotten the one Oh three. That's weird. Like that's, of course it takes a, I won't say I did this on purpose. So don't think I was gaming any system. I just completely like, I'm going to sell. let's just do this. I want good players. I want a good starting lineup. If I get, someone gets injured, I'm screwed. That's fine. Cause you have to do the leagues a little differently, right? Like if you do every league exactly the same, it gets kind of boring. So I'm like, screw it. Let's just do it. I'm going nuts. And of course I come in second for two years in a row, but <laughs> I'm not, I'm not crying. You're crying. Um, <laughs> But th- that's why, like, it seems like really weird. Again, like we've said it a couple of times, a team that comes in third place shouldn't get a chance at the one on one. And while yeah. it would have to be an insane, insane stretch of luck for something like that to happen, why leave it to chance to happen? Like, why open yeah. up a chance for it to happen? And and ultimately, kind of what you're hoping happens with this system is that it plays out the way that it normally would where you end up with, you know, reverse standings ends up being the, your, your rookie draft order. Like that's, that's what everybody's hoping for. And so 
you know, I just kind of come back to what Scott Fish always says on Commission Impossible: question the why. Yeah, know, why do why, why are we doing this? If if we know what we want the outcome to be, let's just work towards that outcome. And there's easy ways to get there. You know, so there's yeah, there's I, two I'm, very obvious ways to get there. I think. And if you did want to do something like this, I would push it back another round. Yeah, like at least the four. Like uh, this is all talking in a twelve-team league because again, that's what I'm basing this off of because that's what I, the experience I have. The last four, at least, you make set in stone one, two, three, you know, first, second, third, second place, third place, fourth place, because those last two teams, the first teams eliminated, you can almost even say they barely made the playoffs, right? Like right. they played one extra game and maybe they made it in by luck. Who the hell knows? But still, like maybe that's a little better because the sixth place team the seventh place team the fifth place team there's usually not that big of a you know difference between record and points for you know usually it's something small it's usually a tiebreaker so at that point i can get it i can that's fine i still again i don't necessarily like it because you're taking a line in the sand you know smushing it up with your foot and just like hoping the ref doesn't look as you you know scratch that line a few inches the other way <laughs> just thinking of all the times where defensive linemen like push the ball backwards or something yeah. uh, but it you know we play with things because sometimes they work out better so absolutely if this is something that sounds interesting you play with it see how it goes eh, it's like this is this i don't necessarily maybe it's league specific maybe if like you go two years in and there's a huge disparity between the top few teams and the rest of the league. Maybe you do that. So the team in seventh place, uh, I keep going the wrong direction. The team in fifth place who does make the playoffs, but just because someone has to, you yeah. give them a chance at getting, you know, the one Oh three instead of the one Oh seven and that kind of thing. So yeah. maybe if that's, I don't know if I, again, but that's something you can't really change in the middle. You'd have to do it like a season ahead of time. Like, so maybe if you are, in a league where there's only half like three or four good people and everyone else sucks. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do that to help out the other teams that kind of suck, even though they still have to make the playoffs because it doesn't matter how bad the sixth seed is. They're still in the playoffs. Right. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. So someone has to make it, even if they just don't score points, just, yeah, I don't think it's something that needs to be done. It, it was an interesting idea when I first read it. And then right away at the execution, I hated the idea of it. Like I, I looks back, I'm like, nope, 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 no, sir, don't like it. <laughs> so, yeah, the, those. So those are the, yeah. I guess, three now uh, forms, ways of putting in the playoff teams in the rookie draft order. Again, I think we're making it too complicated to me. Reverse finish is just the easiest, and it's the most straightforward. And I just, I. It's the right way, damn it. I'm an old man yelling at the clouds. That's what it is. No, I just mean, again, like we're here for the sweet spot. We're not here to tell you what's right and what's wrong. But I think, A, it's the most common. B, it's the easiest. C, A and B put together, all of the above. Like, I mean, to me, that's just, that's the sweet spot for it. It's just nothing fancy. It doesn't need to be. Yeah. And if you do want to get gimmicky, I think the average points thing can work. Um, There's something much more fun or, uh, yeah, than just... Because the thing is, like, you're not with the just letting the two, the last two people get the 11 and the 12, and then everyone else gets mushed in. Mm -hmm. It's not the playoff games don't count towards that. Like, you know, it's not like, yeah, it, it's still just cutting off at the end of the season because it's on a total number. Maybe if you wanted to do an average. But then again, they're getting, unless you're doing a consolation bracket and using that also, the teams that are in the playoffs get a little bit of an extra chance to boost their their average, which you would assume they made the playoffs so they would still be doing well. So I'm, eh, I just that, that that's what it keeps coming down to. I keep just going, eh, mm -hmm. in which case I'm just meh. Eh, <laughs> eh, eh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, so that that's enough about order. I I feel yeah. like we have uh, beaten that horse into the ground. Yeah, for sure. So let's let's get to actual draft day, or you know maybe moments ahead of it. Whether you know the the days leading up to it, uh, because I I think if I remember right, we talked about this. I think that we both do this. You just kind of 
you just expand rosters as soon as the season ends, right? Like you shut off waivers, but go ahead and expand the roster so that mm-hmm. people can make, you know, big multiplayer trades. You don't have to have like a balanced number of players going in yeah. either direction. You can start to involve rookie picks a little bit more, um, you know, so, so without worrying about legal lineups, but when the time comes to do the rookie draft, um, are, are you keeping the rosters expanded or are you cutting it down um, to make room for rookies? No, no. Uh, if it's expanded, it stays expanded. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, in the trade addicts leagues, expand the rosters, the amount of rookie draft rounds. Uh, we have 32 roster spots. We do a five round rookie draft once the season ends. And I actually, well, Let's face it, it doesn't matter if I do it right away. I do the payouts, I relax for a week, and then I expand it, you know, to 37 because we, like I said, we do five rounds. And then, yeah, like you said, that lets for trading without, I mean, in my leagues, I let trades go through without create illegal lineups anyway. But if you're in a league that doesn't, this lets you do, you know, makes it do it easier where you don't have to just keep cutting people. Plus, we try and let people make a decision when they have the most information and having to cut players off of your team in may mm-hmm. kind of sucks you don't you, you know you have a guy that you think's going to get cut and yeah maybe he does get cut but maybe he gets signed in a decent place where he might see the ball like that kind of sucks that you had to drop that guy so why not expand your roster let people do whatever the hell they want but once the draft itself comes you can't go over 37 you know mm-hmm. if you're on the clock to make a draft pick and you have 37 players on your team, you're either making a taxi squad move or you're dropping somebody because you need to have that active roster spot to draft a player to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only caveat I would say in between what I'm saying and what you suggested also, you know, the idea of cutting down to make the room for rookies. Only if you fill your roster is what it comes down to. Only if you end up making enough one for two trades or whatever it is to beef your roster up to cover those five spots or however many that because you know, mm-hmm. there are people like J Mike, who's a jerk and gets the entire first round <laughs> in some of the second, you know, so he had to clear a lot of his roster spots, even though we expanded it to five, you know, he had to clear a lot of the, the bottom of his roster. So that's, I, to me, that's what makes the most sense. I was in a league where it was, the process was when you're on the clock, you drop a player, you draft a player. And I hated it. Yeah, that sucks. It's just, it's first of all, it it's weird. It, it's, I get the idea, at least later in the draft, where you're in like the fourth round, especially if you do five rounds. Like, I, I don't know why I did five rounds. Just, I think because someone said we should do five. I'm like, okay, like we really should have <laughs> stuck to four. But like, if you're in the fifth round, maybe you draft one of those players that were dropped. But like, eh, like, eh, like, yeah, why? Again, uh, question the why. Yeah, like, it's like you're kind of putting it people in a position at that point, especially by the fourth round where, do you, you know, you're, would you you're, rather hold on to this guy on your bench or drop do you him make to it? draft this guy who may never touch the ball. Yeah. Do you actually want to? And, and honestly, like the right move is to not make this draft pick that you earned essentially yeah. like it, the hit rates are so low in the fourth round that it's like, man, I, I like, I might as well just skip this pick. And it's like, Let I him, mean, you, you earn that. I'll go to the waiver wire because the pick is getting skipped. Yeah. And you could make that decision in a, in a week or two when the waiver wire opens back up again. I mean, it's yeah. why like, it doesn't make sense to make it a longer process than it has to be, you know, let, you know, expand the rosters, let people do with it what they will. Cause again, we don't tell people what to do with their roster. We just tell them what they can't do. <laughs> um, and just let it play out because before the season starts, you're going to have cut downs. Like, like literally my bylaws say sometime in August, like I literally don't have a set date. It is literally sometime before the season starts. We'll figure it out (laughs) because it's the people you're dropping are just, it's unless you're super shallow rosters, which again, mine are not mine are deeper than the sweet spot. So <laughs> um there it is again there's that energy. there it is again that time it was completely <laughs> unintentional uh, you know that 
like the players you're dropping are like people probably won't even pick them up to put them on their taxi squad at that point. So if you have very shallow rosters, then maybe this is something you want to do because it might actually, when you hit the third rounds, like maybe someone will want to go pick up. I mean, I'm completely blanking on someone you would drop for a third round pick that would actually be worthwhile picking up like Jamison Crowder, maybe like maybe you really like Tylen Wallace, I guess, is in the third, right? Like maybe or Amon Ross St. Brown or Amani Rogers, like one of these random dudes. And you're just like, OK, well, Crowder is older and who knows what the Jets are going to do. So maybe I'll drop him to go pick up Rogers. OK, cool. Like, are maybe someone on the, is at the end of the round who just won the championship is just like, you know, is Chuba Hubbard ever going to be a thing? Probably not. All right, let me go grab Crowder. But right now in a 32 roster spot, it's not going to happen. The guys you're going to be dropping, I might not even know their names at this point. I still have Stanley Morgan on a lot of my rosters. Do you know who that is? Vaguely Jets. Bengals. He was (laughs) drafted by the Bengals, you know, voted most likely to do your taxes during the off season. Cause his you know, name is Morgan Stanley backwards. Uh, but it's just, I don't know. It, it does. It doesn't seem logical to me. And if I know I hate it, but you know, NFL teams don't have to do it. You know, if for the people that are like, well, oh, it's what the NFL does. No, this isn't what the NFL does. They, they yeah. expand their rosters up to 90, you know? Yeah. And, almost double. Yeah. So you might as well. Right. I, I, I don't see the benefit of cuts before picks unless you are super shallow rosters. Yeah. And even then it's so minuscule at that point, you know, you make it, you, you trade a third round pick for Jameson Crowder instead of doing that. It's just, yeah. But again, that's, that that's me and how I like to play the game. So I'm not going to put that on people to say that it's stupid. And only if you trade, so <laughs> put it stupid only if you trade it uh, again, I, I fully, I'm fully team expand and I I think it's there's less patrolling as a commissioner as well like oh why didn't I tried to make a draft pick and it didn't work you have to drop someone before you draft the next pick what's going on I tried to draft you have to drop someone before like Ugh. like I feel like <laughs> Uh, my my beautiful wonderful friend jay mike that we mentioned before in a very cursory manner um drew made a picture where it's of me giving like an annoyed face and he just wrote read the damn rules <laughs> you know <laughs> as, as like a little meme so i could just paste that into group chats and that's kind of what you have to do it's so much easier just to give people the space you know just to you know go do what they want to do in the off season and then worry about it when you get closer to the, ne- to the next season yeah so like my my personal preference honestly just to like just expand the rosters i so i think that there's a little bit of a method that we can that that we can talk about here probably um i that we can identify but because for me like i said the the my preference is just to expand the rosters you know as far as you can go which i think on mfl is like a hundred like you can Probably, have like yeah. hundred spots and you know, even in my leagues where we've got, you know, 22, 24, 25 roster spots, I'll still go all the way to a hundred just because I'm, I'm just like, I, I just don't see the point in making people drop anyone yet. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just, I, I just don't see that point. We'll get to that. Um, but you know, I, I just, I don't think that there's there's really a reason to do it uh, in at that moment. You know, I think that's that's way too early in the non-point scoring season to have to make a, a decision like that. But, yep. you know, so but kind of along those lines, I mean, you know, depending on the number of roster spots, like I, I think that there's probably a formula there as mm-hmm. far as, you know, how many you know, size of roster spots, how many taxi squad spots, how many rookie draft rounds are you going to do? All of that just kind of works together and that with this symbiotic relationship, at least that's, that's kind of my theory uh, that I'm working with at the moment. And I wonder what you think about that. I, and 
does that help determine, you know, again, trade addicts leagues, 32 roster spots. Is that, does that play into, you know, five, five rounds of the rookie draft, for instance, um, is, does it make more sense to do five rounds in a, in a, such a deep league? Um, would it make more sense in a, you know, the, the more shallow leagues that I do, you know, 22, 24 roster spots to just do, you know, three rounds, two rounds, something like that. I will not pretend that I put this much thought into it when putting the trade I didn't either. together. <laughs> yeah. But now that you're mentioning it, yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely what you said makes sense. Uh, the only thing I would say is if you are doing what you do, like what John just said, and unlimited roster sizes, why not do five rounds? Because you're going to cut it down anyway, but you draft now and you have months at this point to see how training camp works out right like uh trying to think of someone off the top of my head like these guys like jared patterson and ramondre stevenson chris evans like go down with these like backup 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 running backs they could be awesome in back in camp and be the actual backup and not the third fourth string guys in which case it comes down to do you want them to be drafted or do you want them to get picked up on the waiver wire complete preference right there right like i know you always say you like the waiver wire and mm -hmm. if you want to make more waiver wire action you have less rounds it's, yeah. it's you know it it's not formulaic easily enough where you could just say if you have this and this equals this many rounds there's a lot that goes into play it's also how you want it to play out again i hate the waiver wire i like drafting i like trading so i totally cool with five rounds either even though I would love to go back and do the research to see if anyone ever drafted in the fifth round ever like scored a fantasy point. I, I mean, I have absolutely no idea off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, the answer is yes, because there's been a couple of years where um, Gardner Minshew might've been a fifth rounder. Yeah. Um, James Robinson was a fifth round pick. Like, you yeah. know, there's a couple of people lately that have been coming out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Oh, I knew they were good from the beginning. Yeah. I know you're awesome. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, if you have the roster space for it, why not do it is what it comes down to, because it's cool to have been able to planted your flag earlier is yeah. really all it comes down to. Like, it's cool to say, like, hey, Chris Evans is the name of Captain America. And on the Bengals, there's Mixon, there's Samaje Pirine, and then there's Captain America. There's a chance that Samaje Pirine gets cut and I got the backup in, uh, in Cincinnati. So it's just... Matter of preference. I think drafting is better because drafts are fun. Draft picks get traded and that's, that's my deal. But if you are a 22 roster size team, you're not going to keep guys that you drafted in the fifth round on your team. It's right. just, so the chances are of those guys getting kept very, very low. In which case, is it worth it? Again, depends on what you want your league to be. Chances are no. Chances are at the start of the next season, nobody drafted in the fourth or fifth round is going to end up on a 22-man roster. Yeah. It, it's just the reality of those smaller rosters. But if you want... Being able to say, let's just pretend that plays out. I drafted Chris Evans in the fourth or fifth. He has a Tariq Cohen. Let's go even a little further back. You know, since it's already a couple of years ago at this point, it doesn't matter if people listen three years from now and like, who the hell was Tariq Cohen? It doesn't matter. I'm about to explain it. Tariq Cohen like like wasn't drafted. Like I drafted him in like the fifth or sixth round of a really ridiculous rookie draft one time. And it was based on one article I happened to scroll past on Twitter where I read that he was a, a, a fast receiving back. And I'm like, why not take the you know chance in the fifth or sixth round? Two weeks later, training camp starts, and he exploded. Not literally, his value exploded. If oh my god, if he exploded, um, <laughs> <laughs> like missing on that pick is going to be the absolute least yeah. of your concerns if one of your players, right, man? Like okay, spontaneously uh, explodes. Spontaneous combustion is a thing now. <laughs> we have to worry about that. Uh, and I was able to trade. I mean, of course, I sold way too low and I traded it for like a third because it was just purely camp conjecture at that point. And of course, you could have traded him for a first like a week into the season. But that's not really the point. The point is I drafted someone with a pick that was absolutely worthless 
and turned it into a third, which is not worthless. So that's why I do like the idea of getting those people on your team. Why I like the idea of, especially in a 22 rostered league, expanding it well past the three rounds that you're going to do for the rookie. The only, again, the only reason I do only do it the number of spots of the rookie draft in mind, we're already at 32. We have four taxi squad spots. Mm-hmm. Like, I might as well just go unlimited if I'm adding even more than that. Yeah. But like the quality of players you'd have on your team, it's just not super worth it at that point. So, and no one's ever even asked. So I've never really thought about it, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's my answer where I don't think there's a formula. It, it's all, this is how you dictate the activity of your league is these little things you choose is how you want your league to be to be run is the wrong word because you're running it but how you want it to to be active how do you want it to play out that's a good word that's a good phrase so i think you can determine this and and i i first of all i think that it's okay to go into the startup without knowing for sure how many rounds you're going to do the rookie draft and then because you know we were talking about you do the startup prior to the you know to the nfl draft um, generally speaking, so that you Im- include rookie picks in the startup. And I mean, you can really do that either way. So um, r- regardless of when you do the startup, but you include the rookie picks for that immediate season mm-hmm. in the startup. And and so this is this is what I've kind of found just by doing dispersal drafts in the in the Vampire League, you know, because it's, I believe, a 22 round dispersal. And mm-hmm. I, I include all of the, the rookie picks that were abandoned. Um, no one takes that gets, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they stopped drafting them at, you know, kind of the end of the third, early fourth. So, I mean, I think you can kind of do that. Just, just throw, hell, throw 10 rounds of rookie, <laughs> rookie drafts into the startup. And then when they stop drafting rookie picks, that's kind of how you determine how many rounds your rookie draft is going to be from now on, because you're seeing how much they value, you know, a rookie pick versus, you know, you know, fourth round, fifth round rookie pick, whatever versus a random flyer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that's probably not really going to change. You know, I I think that's also the fun thing about it is you can, change it. Like this is something you could easily add or take, take away is a little tough because you need to wait. Well, regardless, you're waiting until the next year anyway, right? Like you can't do it now, but you could say next year when MFL rolls over, we're going to add a round. We're going to take away a round, you know, because either way, it doesn't matter if trades were made prior because these are brand new picks and you have a, you have technically you don't have an order yet. So it doesn't even matter. So everyone just gets their 2023 fifth round when we only used to have four or everyone's instead of getting 2023 one two three four five you're just getting one two three four i mean waiting to the next year you could do whatever the heck you want you know within votes <laughs> you know not, <laughs> right. not whatever the hell unless you're that kind of commissioner in which case more power to you i just don't want to be in that league but <laughs> it's it, it's something you could easily change like if you man we don't like who these rookies get really bad after three let's just do three rounds oh man there was a lot of people around that could have been drafted in the fourth so we had a fourth next year i mean it doesn't matter there's it's something you could easily fix so this is absolutely how many rounds isn't something you should super be stressing about because it's something you could easily just change the next year yeah totally um i in a minute i want to talk about the supplemental draft but i think there's kind of a flow to this um, yep. and i think that we need to to kind of stick to it a little bit because uh taxi squad is the next piece that we kind of need to address and and i guess the question simply is do you have as many taxi squad spots as you have draft rounds i think it doesn't it feels like trade addicts has a ton of taxi like four is that right it felt like mm-hmm. way more um okay we had a lot of ir spots this year but it's just four taxi squad spots okay so is that is that number based on anything was that just kind of like a yeah let's just let's just i will not (laughs) pretend that i did any of this on purpose (laughs) i i was when i was setting up ta1 i had no idea what i was doing someone said let's do four taxi squad spots i said sure yeah again i talked about it when we did the taxi squad episode like my original idea was to make players on taxi squads stealable you know able to be stolen for like they do in the nfl 
but I never found a good way to do it. And I just never took away taxi squad. So I just, I've literally just left them alone ever since the inception of TA leagues. So yeah, there's, there's four spots. There's no real reason behind it. There's four spots, but five rounds, but also I guess it goes along the lines of the person you draft in the first, you probably shouldn't be putting on a taxi squad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like if you want to try and rationalize why I did it, which again, you can't cause there's no rational reason why <laughs> I did it. But if you want to try and put a rational reason to it, I mean, that's exactly why I guess. So in retrospect, though, I mean, do you do you feel like that's a, a good like if you had it all to do over knowing what you know now, would you would you do it the same way? I, I think that I can, I, you can know. I tell you, can I tell you a secret? You want to just lean in a little bit? <laughs> I, I just wouldn't do taxi squads. I would just add like another three spots to the roster, make it an even 35 and call it a day. Oh, you can't say that with 10 minutes left in this thing. That's like. Uh, I also I don't know why I lean towards the microphone as if that's the piece that I did I hear out of? I know it made me like, so happy. <laughs> <laughs> made me look look really dumb, and then Told said something that I just absolutely disagree with. I right know. At the no, end I, of I clearly, if I had to do it all over again, I would just leave it <laughs> as it is because I this is something that doesn't really change value. Whether I just made thirty six roster spots or left it as thirty two and the taxi squad and i've left it ever since i think it's i like it's fun to have a taxi squad like that's all it comes down to and so that's why it's still there so if i did it again i'd probably do the exact same thing i I, honestly man now that i'm really thinking about it like i don't know but yes i'm gonna say yes (laughs) because there's nothing wrong with it and there's no reason not to do it the same way we've been doing it because there's there hasn't been any problems created and it's not like there are enough crappy rookies and second year players that everyone has for on the taxi yeah. squads so you know it's not even something everyone uses so might as well if you're the person that wants to you might as well be able to yeah definitely yeah i think there's strategy to it so mm-hmm. um before you made me look like an idiot uh in a couple different ways i was about to validate you know everything that you've done to like you said i i think that generally speaking you know the first round pick is going to be on active roster and especially, I, I know that we talked about taxi squads in a previous episode. I don't remember exactly where we came down on like the fluidity of taxi squads. Um, I personally, I like being able to move them back and forth, you know, with, with some, you know, with impunity, but I don't know. I don't uh, Mine are once they're up, they can't go back down. Okay. Okay. Which you the know, only way I, you can is if you trade because they they have to go to an active roster when there's a trade so if there's a guy in your taxi squad i trade for him he ends up on my active roster i can keep him on my active roster or i could move him down because he hasn't been your taxi squad exactly yes yeah but once i move him down i can't move him back once i once i move him down and move him back up i can't put him back down again okay yeah which is which is totally fine too i think both are valid there's you know there's different kind of strategy involved either way so again it's a smaller roster size thing where it's more of an advantage to be able to go up and down yeah you know be able to drop a guy to your taxi squad so you could pick up a guy on the wire that's honestly the only real reason you do that anyway it uh, unless you're trying to get around potential points in which case that's just obnoxious anyway but otherwise i don't know i don't have a strong feeling either way about moving them up and down or not i don't again don't remember why i made that rule but it's just the rule the way it is so i've just always left it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i think they're both equally valid honestly um i don't think there's a problem with doing them either way uh so you know i i think that that plays into it a little bit but you know do having one fewer taxi squad spots than draft rounds just kind of makes sense to me because it, it forces a little bit of a decision because, you know, in, in theory, that first round pick should be on active roster. That's why mm-hmm. you drafted them in the first round. They're going to be part of your team. If you're going to try and, you know, tank the season and you're going to do it with that, that first round pick, that first overall pick even, you know, on taxi squad, there should be a little bit of a, a I won't say a punishment, but, you know, there should be a cost to that, um, which is you can't roster quite as many rookies yeah. now you know yeah one, one less uh prospect yeah 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 so like so i i i personally think that that's a sweet spot and i think you just uh, you know even if you say you landed on it on accident i think that I'll you, take it. 
that you found it. So I'd be looking visual. good. Yeah. Um, do we have time to talk supplemental draft real quick? Yeah, let's let's get the gets let's get through these last two spots. Okay. They're, they're good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So here's here's my idea for supplemental draft. I want to see if you can punch some holes in it. And I might have even discussed this on the on a previous episode, um, at least teased it. But basically, uh, you know, we're we're still with the rookie draft, you know, where you're generally doing it in like May, June. And there's still a lot of information missing at that point. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff that we're going to find out, you know, back to Tariq Cohen. He gets mm-hmm. to training camp and all of a sudden, you know, went from a fifth or sixth round type of value in the rookie draft into like a, a you know, a early mid second rounder, I assume. And, you know, it, that happens a lot. James Robinson ended up in a great situation. Philip Lindsay kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's a lot of stories of guys like that. There's also, there's been, you know, Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement uh, in, you know, during training camp and preseason Marshawn Lynch, coming out of retirement to land with Oakland Raiders, you know, stuff like that happens all the time. And all of a sudden these players who, you know, you didn't even know about, you didn't even consider back in May, all of a sudden have pretty significant value in August. What a lot of people just do is just do a waiver run, you know, Mm -hmm. just start burning up some fab before the season even starts. It, it works. It's fine. But what I would rather do is give people the opportunity to use a little bit of foresight and in the rookie draft. So we'll have a supplemental draft right before the season starts. Instead of a, of a waiver run, we'll do that supplemental draft. And the only way that you can get supplemental draft picks is to draft them with a rookie pick in the rookie draft. So, you know, you can decide, do I want to take, you know, random wide receiver in the third round? Do I, you know, or do I want to take a supplemental, you know, supplemental pick 1.01 right here in the third round? So you and, draft supplemental picks in the rookie draft. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, so not everyone's even going to necessarily have supplemental picks. You might have a, you know, a two or three round or a two, like two or three picks in the supplemental draft. And that's all it amounts to. Um, But those people are going to have exclusive access to Rob Gronkowski, Marshawn Lynch, Tariq Cohen, you know, the guys that kind of, that come along, you know, during training camp in the preseason and uh, Amir Abdullah when he, you know, that long run in the preseason. And now, now all of a sudden he's, he's supplemental pick one oh one when, you know, he wasn't really a consideration in the rookie draft necessarily. You know, so uh, that that's kind of my idea for it. And, you know, like I said, the, the only way that you get supplemental picks is by drafting them in the rookie pick. And what you're essentially doing is saying, I'm going to wait to make this pick until I have more information. Obviously, okay. you're going to miss out on the rest of the, the, you know, the rookies who are drafted in that pick. But yeah. For one thing, it, it allows you to expand the rookie draft a little bit more because you've got more, um, you know, more assets available. Um, it also, you know, a, a, again, it just kind of allows people to uh, to kind of prorate that decision making process over the course of the summer. Yeah, the only different way I've heard this used is using future draft picks now mm-hmm. for the supplemental draft. Mm. Um, not necessarily a first because it's supplemental, so they won't be worth the first. But um, the way I thought would be clever was you do almost like a blind bid where you have a third-party email where if you know you say, okay, draft day, any supplemental send in an email who you want and what you would spend on them. So, you know, John's not in my league. So I say, everyone email John who you want and what you would pay. And I email saying to Rico and I'll give the 23 first, or even if you want to, I guess, assume you'd have to give a value to what they are. So maybe you assume that you use the same number you got in 
this year, the draft that just happened. So let's say I had the 107. I would say I'll give my 23 first for Tariq Cohen. So it's the 23-107 in case someone else also says they'll use a 23 first. So it's almost like blind bidding on these guys yeah. but, and using your future draft picks. And then when the time comes, you just remove that pick from the draft next year. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cool way to do it too. I think, I, I mean, um, cause not yeah. only is it, cause I think there's a little more to lose in that sense, instead of saying, yeah. all right, well, I'm not going to make the three Oh seven. I'll just take a, a supplemental draft pick. Now I'm saying, I think this guy's gonna be better than who I'm going to be able to get in the second next year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I like I I personally I like I like the idea of just compartmentalizing all of this this year's activity into this year. You know, yeah, makes sense. Um, not not combining it and everything. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's a it's a it's a very nitpicky complaint. Of, and also, of it's system, not going to happen very often, is what it comes down to. You'll have yeah. a couple people throw thirds. Like Gronk probably would have gone for a second at best. I don't think anyone was going to spend a first. Um, like maybe like when Darren Waller became a thing out of nowhere, maybe someone would have, but in most cases, most years, you're just going to get people throwing thirds at people and we're sitting here talking about thirds like they're nothing anyway. So what's the difference? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But every now and then, you know, it's going to turn into something like Marshawn Lynch and Jay Cutler both ended up coming out of retirement and and being like early first round value in rookie drafts. So, you know having that, that access to them, um, either way, like whichever system you use, I think is, is it's, it's, I don't know, like it's, 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 it's a fun, interesting way to, uh, to put a spin on it. The NFL Mm -hmm. does a supplemental draft, uh, you know, so that's part of it too, I guess, is having that, that thing that's similar to what they're doing, but also above all else, I don't, I just personally, I don't love, doing waiver draft or uh waiver runs and spending fab you know before the season actually starts so yeah i totally do that in my leagues just because yeah <laughs> it's easier that way uh we, just to we, put it out we there, i don't know if we've talked about it i just the way the week after the draft ends i turn on waivers um but it is yeah. man it is 210 so we're gonna rush through the rest of this uh yeah. split drafts which is a cool idea where let's just say we're doing four rounds because that makes it much cleaner when you're doing an even amount Right after the draft, you do rounds one and two, and in like the end of July, you do rounds three and four, which is awesome because, like, I mean, you pick guys like Deontay Johnson, Kenny Galladay, all of these guys that gained value after initial rookie drafts. So mm-hmm. that creates like a big like if you have the three hundred one, like you have like a gold nugget in your hand, like that's that's something people are going to start going after. Not every year, but also that's part of it, right? You know, a little bit of luck, a little bit of circumstance and that kind of thing. Um, and also, again, it's just knowing a little bit more information. Like last year, the Keyshawn Vaughn hype went nuts at the end of the first round. But if you waited two months, he was going, he was dropping back into this mid second again. Like it was like he, for no reason whatsoever, his ADP just vaulted and then it went back down. You save yourself that initial reaction remorse, I guess, by pushing it off a little bit and doing things with more information. I like doing it. I just like, you know, the draft happens. Let's do this. Let's, let's get it over. You're a little sad when you're, you know, 23 of your 25 leagues or you're done drafting before May ends, but it's still like, that's me. That's just, it's fun that way. That's why I like doing it straight through, but there absolutely are, advantages to splitting them up yeah yeah absolutely um yeah that that one doesn't even (laughs) it's it's just another it's similar to a supplemental draft highly recommend one of the two personally i i just think it's a a fun way to um and again you kind of avoid that waiver run early one of the things to do in like a league or two but not in all of them yeah just to do Um, it just to have fun yeah, yeah, for sure. So last thing, free agents in the rookie draft, or do you wait for waivers? Do you, you know, again, Marshawn Lynch, Rob Gronkowski, Jay Cutler, these are big examples of, you know, veteran players who would have been available. They, you know, they were on waivers, came out of retirement, and uh, mm-hmm. they were, you know, could have been available in a rookie draft. But do you allow that? Yep. Anything that gives picks more value. And yep. those free agents being in there gives the picks more value. 
chances are you're not drafting a free agent in probably the first two rounds. I've seen a couple of second rounds get used on free agents. I wish I could think of who at this time, but I remember back in like 2017, 2016, around that, like someone going early. And I can't remember who it was anymore, and it wouldn't even matter because I'm sure they're out of the league and terrible. But still, you know, the hype was there at the time. So, yeah, why not? Why not make picks more valuable? Right? Why not making trading more valuable? Because, again, like you said, waivers before the season starts, especially in June, it's just like, all right, okay, whatever. Um, especially because it's so much easier to get more fab later. But once the draft's over, the draft is over. <laughs> you know, there's... Yeah. Uh, so picks are much more valuable even when you get to the fourth and fifth than you know 30 bucks in fab so or you know 10 percent of fab or just means next to nothing anyway also so i yeah i'm i'm just put them in the waiver put them in the draft and then i lock waivers until the well waivers are locked after the season and then a week after the draft ends i open waivers back up no first come first serve but you know weekly waiver runs yeah yeah it's that easy to me like the it, and that's every single draft, every single auction that you do. The more value you can get in that thing, the better it's mm-hmm. going to be. The more fun it's going to be. So, yeah, pretty pretty simple answer there as far as that goes. I'm 100 with you, and I Woo-hoo. believe I believe that we just covered everything, all the yeah. everything with the rookie draft. I I'm that confident that we didn't miss anything this time. If we did, let us know. I don't think we did, but let us know if we did. Next up is rookie auctions. We'll do that at a later date. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say sure, next week. Yeah, we'll no, definitely not <laughs> next week. Let's, let's just call it what it is. Yeah. We'll do it someday. It'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, let's adjourn this meeting of the uh, commissioner's office and pound the gavel. <laughs>